Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment and hosted by me, Phoebe Sikowski-Wallace. My co-host today is none other than our member experience director, Aaron Best. Welcome, Aaron. Thanks for having me back. Of course. You're, um, this is your third time back, so you're now a co-host, not a guest. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so, Aaron, we had a question submitted through our FAQ section on our website that featured in last week's uh, FAQ episode with Luke. Um, and the question was about what the difference is between a buyer's advocate and a property mentor. Um, this is something that our mentors are getting asked a lot. And Luke's answer to this I found really, really interesting. Um, So I wanted to elaborate on it a little bit more because there are actually a few titles that people either conflate or they're not quite sure what the difference is. Um, I even mentioned last week that people get property developers and property investors mixed up. So if you're well-versed in the industry, it might seem obvious on paper what that difference is. But if you're not, it's actually quite easy to get those two confused because they do hold a few similarities. Um, But Aaron, the reason I've got you here today is because a part of your professional background is in property, but separate to that, you actually have a background in mentoring and coaching, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so before we begin, do you want to just give me a rundown of what that experience is? Yeah. So um, for the past 15 years or so, I've worked in a number of different coaching and training roles in various industries, um, as you mentioned, including property. Um, But I've also worked in vocational education, which is like TAFE um, kind of things, as well as volunteer work within the LGBT community um, and and that sort of mentoring space um, from a personal perspective. A lot of my favorite roles have actually enabled me to sort of work on further developing people's own skills and abilities. Um, I've included role, I've had roles such as workplace trainer and mentor, as I mentioned, vocational or TAFE trainer. Um, and I've been a personal mentor to people in their own lives as well. Mm. Um, this sort of human centric approach to a lot of the roles that I've had have been what not only really rewarding opportunities, but they've also prepared me for working with the TPM team on creating some really positive mentoring experience for mm-hmm. our members. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, there are a lot of different terms that get thrown around. Yeah. Um, so the, the conflation of those different roles can be really interesting to see. And it's something that I've been able to work with our, our mentoring team to make sure that we're delivering the right service to our members. Mm, yeah, that's quite a repertoire you have there. <laughs> Thank um, you. But through that, you've been able to identify not only the different types of mentoring and uh, guidance and, and advisors out there, but also the kind of people who need those specific ones. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So generally speaking then, what is an investment advisor? 
Uh, so an investment advisor is usually someone who is probably specialized on a particular product or service. Um, you might consider like a buyer's advocate or your financial planner mm. would be an investment advisor. Um, they take into consideration your current position and your finances, and they help you formulate a plan to get that investment. They're probably also uh, going to help you with sourcing the investment, um, whether it's a property or shares or anything really. You could get an investment advisor that could help you find artwork, for example, if mm. that's what you wanted to invest in. Um, quite often, your relationship with them is fairly focused on procuring the investment. Um, it's performance and its benefits to your financial position are probably some of the things that they're really focused on. Mm -hmm. um, they are an expert in their field, um, but their their main goal is to deliver you the best service they can in that field. And as I said, their focus is really on that particular product usually. Okay. All right. So it's already kind of easy to see why people can get them mixed up. Um, so how would that then differ from a mentor or a coach? Um, although there is a fair amount of overlap, as you mentioned, uh, a mentoring relationship is focused a little bit more on you personally. So it, it's focused on your goals, your growth, um, and its relationship is probably a little bit more or has a little bit more of a long term focus and purpose okay. than procuring a particular asset. Mm. Where an advisor may do a lot of heavy lifting for your actual investment purchase, um, they might do all of that sort of background work and everything that you need to get that 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 end goal. Mm -hmm. Your mentor is probably going to take a little bit of a step back and focus on challenging you to learn how to do the heavy lifting yourself. Yeah, okay. Um, they'll stay close to you and support you while they're doing mm -hmm. it. Their, their role is not to go, okay, you go and do it yourself. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're there to sort of help you and support you as opposed to do the work for you. Mm. Um, and that really sort of is, is one of the main tenets of a mentoring relationship. A mentor is there to challenge, to educate you and to help you sort of grow, um, in that particular field. Yeah. Um, they, they don't act often like our mentors don't act as buyers advocates. Um, they focus on your education, preparing them, um, the TPM members to become ready for their purchase um, and then and help them with actually facilitating that purchase. They don't turn around and go, this is the one you need to buy. They sort of go, all right, I'm going to teach you why you want to buy this one. Yeah. And then you make that decision. Yeah. So that was one of the main things that I picked up from Luke's answer was that a buyer's advocate will basically just go and do what they're told, which is great. And that, that works for some people, especially if you're looking for somewhere you want to live yourself. Um, and, you know, you might be time poor and that's, that's great. But the mentoring is long term and they're there to hold your hand and they're there to almost educate you as you just said, why you why this property or why this investment is going to fit your strategy. That's the difference. Yeah. And and as you said, like you can turn around to a buyer's advocate and say, I want a three bedroom home in Sydney. Uh, this is my budget. It has to have a backyard and it has to have a pool. Mm. And that buyer's advocate is going to turn around and go, great, I'm going to find that. The second they find that, they're going to call you and say, this is exactly what you were looking for. Yeah. Whereas a mentor is probably going to turn around and go, okay, well, why do you want the pool and why do you want the backyard? Mm. Is three bedrooms going to be enough for you now, but is it going to be too many or too few for you in five years' time? How mm. long is this purchase going to last? Yeah. They're going to dive into your motivations 
a little bit more than just your 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 high end desires. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So speaking of different people needing, you know, different advice and, and guidance, what kind of people would suit one style over the other? Um, it, it all kind of comes down to where you are on your own personal journey. Mm. Um, the most experienced investors will almost certainly need to get advice from other experts. There are always other ideas and other ways of doing things mm-hmm. um, that you may not have considered. I, I know I, I personally have a very hard time accepting help from other people, but when I do, I, I work on particular projects and then I, I put it out into the world for feedback um, mm-hmm. and I get a lot of really good feedback back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's something I never considered before. Um, yeah. And I, I know I'm an expert in my field, but there are still other people who can provide me ideas. Sure. And and so the, the most experienced investors will go and source advice from an investment advisor, someone who is also an expert and is able to help them. Um, At the end of the day, as we've obviously discussed multiple times on this podcast, Mm. going it alone is probably never really the best way of handling any situation. Um, But when it comes down to it, if you're you're not quite emotionally or educationally ready to jump into the deep end of, of doing any sort of investment, you're probably better suited to taking a bit of a step back and acknowledging the fact that you might need a coach or a mentor to help you get there from your own comfort level. Yeah. Um, we've had members in the past who can be really anxious about the the financial decisions that they're making mm-hmm. when it comes to investing in property. Yeah. Um, and in those circumstances, if you put them in front of a financial planner or you put them in front of an accountant and that person is going to start talking to them about a lot of complex things, that person can get really anxious and really concerned that yeah. they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but if you if you put them in front of a mentor and the mentor says, "Well, we're not going to talk about the complex things yet. We're gonna we're gonna start slowly. We're gonna get you comfortable, and then as you're more comfortable with each of the different topics we're discussing, we're gonna get more and more advanced as we mm. go. And by the time we get to the point where you're ready to actually purchase that investment, you're gonna be comfortable." Yeah, yeah, because you've done that groundwork. You've exactly. You've laid the foundations, yeah. So would would someone ever engage both? Yeah, 100%. So I know it's it's not related to, to our investment, but I've got a number of friends who work in positions within big consultancies um, in Australia. And they are very, very well-paid people who work as managing directors and manage million-dollar projects mm-hmm. um, day in, day out, uh, on a global scale, um, and they still have mentors that they they speak to, um, and those mentors aren't necessarily there to advise them on how to run their projects or anything like that. They're there to discuss with them. Okay, how are you feeling? Are you making sure that you're looking after your own well being? Mm. Are you understanding what your role is changing into, and those sorts of things? Um, so they do obviously have a team of experts there to help deliver the project that they're working on. Sure. But then they have their own personal mentor who may be a peer or someone higher up within the company or mm. even possibly someone who's lower than them mm. as far as the the company's hierarchy goes. But that person is there to help make sure that from a personal, emotional, educational perspective, that that person is comfortable in their role. Yeah. Um, I, that just made me think that, Every expert that I've had on this show has a mentor of their own or has some kind of guidance of their own. Yeah. And and as as I mentioned, it's not always about having someone who 
is an expert in your field. Mm. It's about having someone who is there to give you advice and guidance and help you grow. Yeah, yeah. So no, no matter how much of an expert you are, even even they have their own their own guidance. So there's always more to learn. So Aaron, if someone was unsure, which should they look for first? Like what what signs can people maybe look out for? Um, I think like the, the question itself is, is is the answer. If you're unsure about something, you probably shouldn't be jumping into the deep end of making a purchase, mm. particularly when it comes to something as big as property or even shares. If you're spending half a million dollars, you don't just want to go and spend that money if you're unsure that you should be doing it. Yeah. Um, making sure that you're ready and you understand everything. And if you want to do your own research, your own investigations, your own education, that's really good. Yeah. Um, but it can also be really helpful to to approach that situation from someone who already knows about the topic and can guide you about where you should focus your education. Yeah. Um, I know in, in my own personal experience, I have learned how to do a lot of things on my own. Mm-hmm. And then I've gone and discussed with an expert in that field. And they're like, you've learned a lot. Um, but have you thought about going in this direction and learning about this particular topic? Have mm. you have you explored this end of the 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 industry that you're looking at or the industry that you're working in? And it's it's almost like I had blinkers on and I've just had that aha moment of like, oh, I never actually thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it wasn't until I had some level of external advice, external mm. help and guidance from someone who wasn't there to to make me buy something or to to, to make me do anything in particular, yeah. they're just there to go, hey, have you thought about doing this? Mm-hmm. And and I did. And I've improved on skills mm. through that method. Yeah. One of the things we always say is that the information with anything, but, you know, the information to build wealth through property is already out there. Like if you Google property investing, you'll find hundreds and hundreds of pages of that information. But there's a lot of misinformation out there. And who's to say that information is right for you? as well yeah definitely like we often hear at the property mentors say that we're focused on the investor not the investment Mm. Um, because knowing what is right for an investor means that we can make right decisions for their investment when it comes down to things like positive and negative gearing and cash flow and capital growth and Mm. all those sorts of things that can impact an investment property if you purchase a property and it's not right for you, that doesn't mean it's not right for everyone. It might mm. be right for someone else who mm. has completely different goals and completely different financial situation. Someone on 200000 income is going to have different needs as far as tax obligations go mm. than someone who is on 50K income. Yeah. They both may look at the same property and one of them goes, that's a great investment for me. And the other might go, no, that's not good for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a mentor is someone who can help you with understanding that decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I've started asking all of my guests this, um, and I know I've had you on the show a couple of times, but I've never asked you this. If you were a mentor, what would your key piece of advice be? Um, well, in in previous experience, as I said at the start of the episode, um, I was a mentor for um, an LGBT charity, and that that charity was focused on the coming out experience. And for me, my key piece of advice that I try to live by, and that I gave to all of my mentees, really don't mm, like that, that word. That can be a word. Go on. <laughs> uh, my key piece of advice was feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, mm. And I take that into into m- lots of different aspects of my life. 
whether it was my own coming out or whether it is public speaking or even just doing an adventure sport when I went to visit New Zealand a few years ago. I was terrified and I'm often terrified before I do anything that is anxiety inducing. Mm. But I feel that fear and I do it anyway. And every time that I have had that moment of being really fearful and then I did it, the accomplishment that I felt afterwards has been so much more rewarding because of that. That's amazing. I love that. Well, I hope that clears some things up for a lot of people. Um, It did even for me. I think it really sheds light on the fact that different people need different guidance, um, especially given most people are at completely different stages of their journeys. Um, But Aaron, thank you so much for, for joining me today. No problem. Thank you for having me back again. If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au.